Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Life is like a game show, a deep dive into the 21 game show rigging scandals will not be seen tonight, so that we may bring you this breaking news presentation. What the hell? I'm being preempted by news? Um, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. There's some kind of 2021 game show scandal that I need to know about or something? Yes. What? Yes, there is. Funny you should mention that because um yeah on the big news big news today right moving on after eight years with Team Solo Mid Bjergsen has announced Brian Brian, Brian 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 wrong show we did that already also get that- your ass on the camera. wrong, wrong the camera. look look I don't I, I cannot control the freaking try oval things in you know it's, they, it's, it's the producer's fault a you just did b again for i'm, those I'm you, moving i'm having to move this camera like something like crazy right like it's there is no good like that's probably about the best i could put the camera where it keeps me somewhat in frame well i will say for those of you who just listened to the deep dive of the first semi-final between t1 and uh, damn one kia gaming on lead to the max or whatever thank you very much and thank you for coming back because good afternoon good evening or whenever you happen to be listening this is life is like a game show I, myself, am Eric Watkins, the two voices that you have just heard with this announcer spiel, Brian Espinoza. Hi. And the man who was infuriated by the news of that announcer spiel, Jonathan Nielsen. Would this have anything to do with, by any chance, this image that I got on my Facebook today? Cue the visual. Well, you could say that. Because Alec Baldwin is so screwed. How screwed is he? People are ready to shoot him with a blank. Some might consider this beverage in bad taste, but at least there's not a white Bronco involved. Now, 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 for, hey, the joke may be bad taste, but the beverage is good taste. Now, for those of you who are not watching us for whatever reason, and that's okay, and prefer to take your podcasts via oral persuasion, um, he just drank some orange juice. OJ, yeah, yeah. Especially for the editorial people. staff here at the W2M Network <laughs> take no responsibility for the very crappy and or possibly insensitive jokes that you but, may hear on this podcast this evening. You may no. direct all editorial uh, <laughs> feedback to s.garmer at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the W2M Network. As a certain someone who's on assignment would like to say, the views and opinions of, oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's all I know about this. So uh, if somebody could read me in, because for once, the guy who's supposed to do The, the guy who talks too much? The, the guy who talks too much doesn't know or doesn't have anything to say? Oh, I'm sorry. Did we not say the views and opinions bit a few moments ago? Oops. Ah, Let's just roll with it at this point. 
again, like many shows, which I somehow coincidentally happen to be involved in, Rails, where we're going, we don't need Rails. A lot of so in this podcast. And uh, as has become tradition, I am eating my dinner on air once again. So, as a man who is not talking with the full mouth, because in my realm, that's someone else's job, I present to you this. <laughs> wow. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I present to you this. The Alec Baldwin situation. You're okay, wondering. okay. First of all, first of all, hold on. Hold the phone, right? Mm-hmm. There's one burning question on our viewers' minds, right? Mm-hmm. Why the hell is a game show podcast talking about Alec Baldwin? Funny that you, as your dear and faithful viewer and or listener, should be asking me that question. Well, Alec Baldwin, for the past couple of seasons, has hosted the star-studded match game. Sunday nights on ABC as part of the summer fun of fun and games. There you go. Now that we have properly established the reason why we're talking about this, we may continue, sir. So, as you know, there was a very, very tragic incident on the set of the movie that he was filming, which he stars in and is one of the producers of Rust. Western movie they were shooting out in New Mexico. Uh, it's very unfortunate because what was supposed to be a prop gun with proper blank ammunition, the ammunition wasn't blank. There was a scene pointing and testing with the gun. It misfired, and unfortunately... It wasn't misfired. He intentionally fired it. You know what I mean, though, with this case. He fired it, but thinking okay, this is fine, this is safe. The assistant director who handed him the weapon said, cold gun, which means it's not loaded. So there was no truth, and there were consequences in New Mexico? Brian, remember what I was talking about earlier? I, I No monkey. It's good, but not monkey worthy. I'm not giving it the monkey, but remember what we discussed yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was on a roll earlier, but yeah. So he had pointing the gun at like the camera and whatnot. He fires. Assistant director gets shot. Director of photography, unfortunately, gets shot fatally. The, the, the way I understand it is the director of photography was standing either in front of or in close proximity to the camera, mm -hmm. and the assistant director was right behind her, and the round actually traveled through her into him and then out of him, <clears throat> and yeah, fatally injured her and critically wounded him. Double through and through. Thankfully, yeah. he survived, but... My so. understanding is this was like a like a thirty-eight revolver, like high-caliber, old-fashioned revolver. So heavy cartridge definitely has the capability to inflict that kind of damage. Well, now I feel yeah. like shit for that humor earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, be the beauty of live reactions, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I did not know the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I, 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 I may know a thing or two about firearms for reasons that we will not discuss here on this podcast. Um, but yeah, no, somebody clearly, whether it was the armorer, whether it was the direct, the assistant director people on set whoever was controlling access to that gun at the end of the day um there's definitely a failure to follow basic firearms safety procedures right and, like and the number one thing when handling a firearm i don't care if it's live dead cold hot 
loaded, unloaded, whatever, right? You never point a firearm at something that you are not, you do not intend to destroy, right? And mm-hmm. you also always, always have to be completely aware of what's behind your target, right? Because that's collateral damage, right? If you're using a high velocity, high cartridge round or um, high high caliber round, you very much have the capability to go through your target and hit something else, right? You're exactly right. And there's a lot that's been brought up about this. First of all, time traveling back, 1993, the set of the movie The Crow. Those old enough to remember, Brandon Lee, yes, son of action movie legend Bruce Lee, who was killed on the set in a very similar manner, accidental discharge of a firearm. That was the first thing to be brought up. And if you thought those comparisons were bad, there's a lot of backstory that has come out about this very movie, Rust. Number one, for those also in the know, the IATSE, you're talking the top Hollywood union. union, Yeah. Right, for Hollywood set workers, things like that. They recently voted to go on strike. Safety they, conditions. I don't think this... I, are they on... The, oh, yeah, the strike authorization vote went through. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be voting on a new benefits package that has been proposed... But a lot of friends of mine, because uh, I'm I'm pretty decently connected to folks in the Atlanta film industry, uh, thanks to my work with uh, Dragon Con TV uh, and my own television background. Um, a lot of the rank and file, from my understanding, are actually not in favor of that agreement. But that's more on that later. As of two days ago via quick Google News search, IATSE and studios reached tentative area standards agreement deal, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Basically, their contract, yeah. Turn, turn your mic back on. I'm, I'm pretty much done tonight. So, even with all of this simmering around behind the scenes because of, again, Minimum standards, wages, safety, all these things like that. You had a lot of IATSC members <clears throat> walk off the set of Rust for these similar reasons. And again, Baldwin, the actor, everything was kosher. Baldwin, co-producer, in the mix as far as the people at the top trying to cut corners, trying to get everything done because they had skin in the game. That's your first red flag. Because of this, there were people who came in who were less experienced, non-union, to try to get things done and move things along. One of these critical people was the armorer. There were, and as Brian mentioned, several violations of protocol. Number one, the armorer on the day this happened was not on set. There was somehow live ammunition along with the blanks on the set, whereas the weapons were locked up, the ammunition was not. Also, also, as part of major IATSC protocol, you do not grab weapons off the armorer's cart. That is a tremendous no-no. Get another strike. That's exactly what happened with the assistant director in this case. Grabbed the gun off the cart, handed it over. Plus, even though you're saying cold gun, cold gun, they're not loaded. 
the guns were also not properly tested offset on a range also as part of IATSC protocol. Now, I know I know we're talking about IATSC a lot here and I'm not I'm not disparaging the union by saying that. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with the union. I have we're a lot not of against union. the union. Well, I'm not well what I'm saying is I'm not trying to promote scab work. Right. I have quite a few friends of mine who would have some words to say with me if I was. Right. But this is a low budget production film, right? By mm-hmm. IATSE standards, by like anything you look at, right? right? This is not a movie that was intended for theat- like standard theatrical release. At least from what I've been able to uncover through my own research on the topic. And some of these folks, while they may have been non-union, they weren't like scab labor. They were just folks that were looking for a low budget production to get it to get the necessary experience that they have to have in order to apply to become union. Because if you look at the IATSE and other similar television and film uh, union requirements, a lot of them do have, hey, you have to have, you know, so many movie credits or so many verifiable hours under your name before we allow you to before we consider allowing you to have membership because otherwise anybody could go and become a member and they're voting and all you know how those unions work would get completely fucked up right yeah so just because these folks are non-union doesn't necessarily mean that you know they were you know bad so to speak a lot of folks a lot of folks will, 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 especially with IATSC being in the news so much right now, and everybody's like, oh, well, these must be scab workers because the, the union's on strike. This is a production that's been going on for, you know, several months, like well before the IATSC right. strike, right? right? And, you know, a lot of these folks, I think, and maybe the arm, I want to give the armorer benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's new as well. Maybe she's not part of the union. Maybe she's trying to get her, her necessary film credit or whatever. She was inexperienced. She was non-union as well. But I, I would like to sit there and believe that. You know, these these folks were were, you know, I want to hope that they're they were professionals and that they knew what the hell they were doing and, you know, that they weren't just, you know, picked up off a of Craigslist for, for lack of a better term. And, and this and this is the whole thing. This is why in this particular case with this particular movie set, you have that issue because it wasn't just the issue surrounding the strike. It was around the treatment of the workers from the producers on the set, and especially there were reports of Alec Baldwin being one of those demanding producers and whatnot, and that's another key reason that led to the walk-offs of the set in this case. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm doing some some stuff here. Um, my understanding is that the um the the criminal like the investigators are, have not yet ruled out criminal charges against Alec nope. Baldwin right now no not at all because mm. if you look at how everything happened and he was pointing at the camera and another actor who was on that set and there that day said hey not everybody was being treated equal his is a words they were looking more after the camera equipment than someone like me. He's come out and said this in a couple different interviews. So have something like this happen. It's a chain of events that can go entirely wrong. And that unfortunately is exactly what happened in this case. So we had a chain reaction. Brian, I might need your help in voting on that one. No. Okay. Sorry, it's a serious topic. I'm trying to live with humor here. I'm trying, you know, we're still an entertaining podcast. But... So well, apparently, so talking about the armor, right? Hannah Gutierrez mm-hmm. Reed. Apparently, she's uh, her only other movie experience that she had was a movie that had Nicolas Cage in it. 
And apparently Nicolas Cage stormed off the set because she fired a gun without warning. And allegedly the live ammunition that she brought onto the set was for target practice, according to police. But I, I, I don't know how true these are, but I'm, I'm, I, I have been looking through, through Twitter to check and see if there's any like crazy updated news. But well, I do see a comment on somebody, uh, from somebody as well. Apparently, she has a boyfriend with an aggravated DUI charge. And not to mention, even on top of all of that, we mentioned the assistant director, Dave Halls. This isn't the first time that he's been linked to something like this. Number, oh. number one, even on the set of Rust, there were previous reports of other accidental discharges with the different weapons. And there was the idea going around that maybe production would have been better being shut down while they investigated because this was the third separate incident just with this film. And with Dave Holes, this is not the first film where he's had something like this happen. There's been more reports coming out that Dave Halls was linked to the injury of a 74-year-old actress on the set of another upcoming film, Freedom's Path. And I believe that was the movie where he was fired? Yep. Yeah, he was I, I saw fired that he was that fired. Movie. Yeah, I was going to say he, fought, he was fired off of a off of his previous production after a gun incident in, injured a crew member. And that was the movie production company told that to CNN. Hey, Brian. What? I feel sorry about throwing this bottle at you last week. Because you know who deserves this bottle? All these people on this damn show deserve this bottle throwing them instead. Seriously. The, yeah. The writing's been on the wall with this amount of, from what I'm hearing tonight, Oh yeah, let let Congress hear about this shit and start enforcing some. No, you got guns on a set. You're gonna follow these protocols. There's gonna be standards and practices associated with party like it's 1959, bitches. I mean, hey, if the NRA wants to open up and yada yada, <laughs> talk about talk about you know segue into things that won't be seen tonight. <laughs> this gimmick. Will be seen tonight. <laughs> this gimmick infringement will be seen tonight. Please send your kudos to whatever the hell JTN's Twitter handle is. At JTN2002. should probably update that in the doobie-doo So, with all of that, that's what's been going on and what's been happening and all the reports that have come out over the past week or so. In a nutshell, it ain't looking pretty. It ain't no. looking pretty. So, here's my question. Since we've pretty much brought up to speed everybody on this one. What happens to ABC's The Match Game? Do they find a new host? Or is this show getting the axe? Well, we were discussing this. Alec has mentioned he's pausing everything. We've seen him. He was at the memorial for Halnia Hutchins, the director of photography, was killed with the family, doing all these things. From what I have seen, he's been cooperating with the investigation thus far. I do not know otherwise. But he has come out and said, everything else, timeout, pause button, including match game. The only remote silver lining about this is it happened at this sort of point in match games offseason. For them being a summer show, you would expect them taping mid to late winter than having the shows like ready to go. So this like wouldn't affect that Yeah, so this wouldn't affect that taping schedule yet. But 
same time, here we are sitting. This is going live just before Halloween. That that February schedule, you got three months. Anything can happen in three months. So I honestly think ABC is just like, you know what? We're going to step back. We're going to see how this plays out. If it starts going one way or another, we will adjust accordingly. Because you know how it is trying to find a game show host nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just maybe saying, you got three candidates right here. We, we we play to some key demographics, and we have time on screen and stuff. We'll even do, you know, the blind tests and everything else. Yeah, apparently Baldwin right now is holed up in a small, tiny little town called Manchester, Vermont. Ah, oh, Bernie Sanders' neck of the woods. With his family. I mean, it makes sense, but it's also a little bit suspicious because what's the first thing you always hear police tell you in a situation like this? Don't leave town. How was he able to leave town and especially go all the way up across the country to Vermont? And if I remember my oddball geography correct, there are some places in Vermont that are close to that their Canadian border. Towns in Vermont that really straddle that border. You're absolutely parts in Canada, parts in the U.S. Border checks or not? Uh oh, this could get ugly. And while while border checks are loose. Remember, even though you have those towns that straddle the border between the state of Vermont and the province de Quebec, the U.S.-Canadian land border is still technically closed. So if anything were to happen, that would be yet another incident because the border does not officially open until the 8th. Um. To steal a phrase from Harry since he's not here. Dun, 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 dramatic reverb. You know, again, two-person bit with that one. Just saying. See, even got Brian shaking his head as he's doing his research. So have you come up with anything else interesting? Apparently, the budget was about $4 million. Damn! Now, I want, because Super I... Super low might, budget. Yeah, I might be misremembering this. Ken Jennings could have funded this fucker. Maybe. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's won $5 million, I mean... Also, apparently, Alec Baldwin has ditched the beard that he grew out for this movie. Well, of course. Of course. I wouldn't want to be seen with that thing. Um, the... I'm imagining at this point it means it probably not fit. I mean, even if, you know, I wouldn't finish the movie, right? Like, if I were you, I would, I would cash in on the insurance on the movie, take your loss, you know, it's a horrible tragedy because it is oh, a yeah. horrible tragedy. Absolutely. Um, you know, bury the movie, bury everything. Maybe you release some of it, you know, Wait. because because it's the director of photography that got shot. Right. Like, right. Showcase some of her some of her last work. But right. obviously the movie's not getting finished. Right. No. And which was the studio that was behind this? Was it Sony Pictures Classics? Or was it another studio? I don't know. Because that's one of the things that's never been mentioned. So that's why my own personal curiosity. 20th Century Studios and TSG Entertainment. Okay, so this is the independent verb um, subsidiary um, of Fox. 
and it's being it's also being done through I, that's I sorry I think that's the distributor. Hold on. The production, the production company, company is El Dorado Pictures, which is Baldwin's own company. Okay, so it was his own production company, but 20th Century was the distributor. So I'm thinking so, yeah, because when I Google it, it says production companies, 20th Century Studios, TSG Entertainment. But I don't, I can't find anything that confirms that, and it doesn't say that on Wikipedia. Let me see if I can find it on IMDb. Remember, academics, Wikipedia, not, not a, a credible source for you. And, and while we have that, we have a comment here from Trump Each Shorts, who's commented before. Well, let's hope Alec gets jail time. Should have tested if the bullets were real. Number one, yes, those tests and everything should have been done. And if you notice with blank ammunition, Compared to live ammunition, there's a little bit of a different look to it. But again, armor not on set, a lot of levels of protocol were breached. And about the first part of that comment, as Brian has mentioned in some of our offline chats, hashtag Alec for prison is trending. There was. was. Number two, thank you for being the first commenter on a live recording of Life is Like a Game Show. That is the first one we've gotten in the whole run of the show, yeah? I, I believe so. Might be the second, but from the same person. But um, speaking of that and going off of the username, <laughs> I feel the, a wonderful <clears throat> segue to an interesting extra little bit and bob of what's going on. Is this perhaps a squid bit? No. Not a squid bit. Proper segue because, again, Donald Trump Jr. Who is at the moment being sued for a T-shirt that he made? And this is why I kind of... Now you see why I pre-screened some of the bits of humor ahead of the show. I'll just say this about that shirt. All it says, guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin does. I have to court a wrestler right here by the name of, I think it's Ron Simmons. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So according to IMDB, it's a slew, slew of production companies. Um... The production loan was provided by a company called Bondit Media Capital. Okay. Um, and the distributor is a company named Highland Film Group, um, which. Hey, I'm trying to see if there's hey. any notable movies they've, they've distributed, and I don't, don't see any just. Looking at their first page on IMDb. Well, I'm going to their website. At least it's oh, not endable. Yes. <laughs> or Fremantle, for that matter. Sounds like a burning in right move to me, but uh, <laughs> more on that next week. Did somebody say something about Endemol? At this point, I'll self-deprecate with that. That way, y'all can't use it against me. Oh wow! Okay, I am. As far as far as the whole Alec getting jail time thing, it's difficult to say, right? I'm not in. I'll be honest with you. I'm actually not in the camp of folks that think that he. I don't think he deserves jail time, right? Like. Maybe he does see maybe he does have to face criminal charges um, for negligent discharge. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he you know, he should have been trained and versed in firearms. If he was going to be handling them on a set, he should have at least known how to eject the magazine or or check the chamber 
because he's using a revolver in this case especially to see if the to see if the weapon is loaded right if the weapon is loaded then he needs to you know call the armor over and say hey you said this is cold this gun is loaded are these blanks can you confirm this especially since he's handled weapons in scenes before go back to an episode of 30 rock Like, so he's got some experience think, in this. I, I think the true negligence, especially the more and more we hear about what's coming out of this set, is I think if anybody gets charged with anything serious, I think it's the armor. Because the armor is responsible for the guns on the set, right? The armor is the mm-hmm. one who loaded them. The guns were in the armorer's possession until they were handed to the actor or the assistant director who then handed them to the actor. Cause from what I have heard, I don't know how true this is. Apparently the armor was barred from being on set due to COVID-19 protocols, which is a problem in of itself. Yeah. Like the armor was handling the weapons, made them ready I guess they were put on a cart and then the AD yes. was supposed to handle them directly to the actor, which yeah. from and what again, I have heard in a traditional movie, that doesn't happen, right? No, I have because movies. I know that, more about television than I do yeah, about that, movies. But and that goes back to what I said earlier. That is written in protocol. You don't grab weapons from the armorer's cart. The armorer hands them to you. You know what I see coming from this? And no, this is not purposely a segue to next week, but I do see one of these in the future of this whole debacle. Completely agree. I completely agree. Something uh, like professional hearing. Or may not turn into a 47 USC 509 all over again. But there's something like this, somebody's got to be answered to. Because, again, with Alec Baldwin, the actor, accident. Which is what we were supposed to be talking about this week, ironically enough. But Yeah. Alec Baldwin, the producer, something's got to happen, like with the other producers. And we mentioned, like, Highland Film. And I think I think if there's if, – if Alec Baldwin is going to be held accountable, it's it's in his producer role. Yes, not absolutely. In, not in the he shot the girl, however tragic that may be, role. Yes. Right? Like, I think he – maybe he faces um, – uh, I, I, I don't know what – the law specifically is for for Arizona or New Mexico, New Mexico. or wherever this was. Um, most states have negligent discharge laws on the books um, that prevents people from going out and doing dumb shit with guns. Like you're not necessarily firing them at someone, but you're firing them either in an attempt to cause damage and an attempt to, to disturb the peace, etc. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Baldwin had to face some sort of criminal charge for that. Section New Mexico State Law Section 30-7-4. And if they wanted to up it, Section 30-2-3. Negligent discharge? Well, the negligent discharge is 30-7-4. 30-2-3, if they wanted to step it up, that's your negligent homicide. I don't know if they will. I don't, they have I don't, said anything's I, I, on the I table. Think, I think the armor is probably, and again, all folks are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. I, I have to say that. But especially for those of you who know me, especially for those of you who know me personally, very Uh well. Mm -hmm. Also, in the case we have any international viewers, Um, I think the armor is the one that gets charged with negligent homicide. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's pretty clear she brought actual live ammunition rounds to the set. 
I saw some pictures on Twitter as I was doing some research a few moments ago of her posed with various revolvers and Western style rifles. Yep. It appeared that they were probably, if I had to take a guess, I, I haven't really seen too many pictures except for the aerial ones of the set, but it looked like she was posing with those weapons on the set of the movie. I'm imagining as unfortunate as it is, it sounds like this is just a nepotism hire that was a really inexperienced girl uh -huh. that had absolutely zero business, at least with, with her age and mentality, handling firearms, much less firearms on a movie set, right? Not, and, and again, with the, even with the amount of rounds, if you were talking maybe a handful or a couple dozen you can understand one or two being mixed in, but it's something that you could fix. 500 rounds. From what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing is... And that were a mix of them. Blanks, yeah, I was going to say, it's, it was a yes. mix of... So you could have grabbed a round, and if you're not a trained, you know, if you're not trained in firearms, then you could very easily mix up, you know, a blank from a dummy round from an actual live round. Especially if you're talking about pistol cartridges, right? Rifle cartridges are a little bit more difficult to fuck up, right? Like rifle cartridges, you're missing the the the, the bullet on a rifle cartridge is a lot more pronounced than mm -hmm. on a than on a pistol cartridge, right? Yes. Yes. So the blank on a rifle cartridge, you don't get that. Like you look at a rifle cartridge and it's pretty pointy, right? Mm-hmm. Which, because the top of that part is the actual bullet, the rest of that is the casing, the primer, etc. On blanks, you don't get that pointy part. It's just a flat, you know, basically it's like a wad of paper, right? You don't, so if you're looking at a dummy, if you're looking at a blank rifle cartridge, it kind of looks, just looks like a tall, flat rectangle, more or less. Maybe it's a little rounded on top, right? It doesn't look like a traditional rifle round on a pistol with a pistol cartridge you don't really have that pronounced like pointed bullet porsche like like actual trajectory you know round right so it's a little bit more difficult at least for me when i've you know in my handling of firearms which is somewhat there you know we're not gonna i'm not going into my qualifications on firearms but well just, just needless to say that they're for those listening and watching the man knows his shit yup the difference between a pistol cart a blank pistol cartridge and a live pistol cartridge is a lot more difficult to tell because you don't have the the defining characteristics are almost there's almost commonality in them right like that flat like in a like say for look at a nine millimeter for example right it's kind of got a flat oval you know base at the top just a standard nine i'm not talking about a hollow point i'm not talking about you know anything like that in that blank round it's pretty similar because you still have to have like that padding there in order to be able to produce the weapon cycle like in order to be able to cycle the cylinder in the weapon to create the, the the noise that you want of you know in order to mimic that weapon's firing function right so usually blank rounds have a different visual indicator on them whether it's like a painted band or something i mean hell you see that in regular rifle cartridges as well mm -hmm. You'll see, like, for example, the best the best example that I can give you is uh, the FN57 or the FNP90, right? It uses a 5.7 by 28 millimeter cartridge, but depending on which cartridge that you want to use, whether it's the, the civilian version, the standard law enforcement version, the armor piercing version, they all have different bands at the bottom of the cartridge itself that are color coded. Right. One is green. One is red. One is white. Mr. Producer, I have a question. I need to make sure I heard something correctly. Go ahead. 500 rounds. 
Yes. Not, not to be confused, confused with the 500, 500 questions. questions. I'm going to spoil your thing now. Uh, no, that, that 500 rounds does raise literally 500 questions. Why the fuck were they live rounds of a goddamn fucking time? They weren't all live, right? Some of them, yeah, were, they were. Some of them, some were, of them were, were dummy rounds. Yeah, some of them dummies, some of them live. But again, why this were they to begin with? That's your smoking gun. For the record, that was almost out of pity. Now, for those of you who may not know what a dummy round is, it's a it's literally what it says on the tin. It is 100% inert, right? There's no primer, there's no bullet, there's no anything in it. It is just a a round that is there to check weapon function. No substance, no substance to it, just like my humor. Yes. Yeah. I'll self-deprecate for once, why not? Yeah, the rounds were inert. Boy, that's one hell of a meme callback. Damn, I feel old. That's because we're all old. Brian, not so much, but the two of us. Eh, you guys only have a couple of beers on me. It's not too much. They catch up, yo. They catch up before you know it. Hence the gray hair. Gray hair? I have no hair. What are you talking about? See, no hair. No hair at all. Sure, Howie Mandel wannabe. Anywho, somewhat of a still evolving story. So mm -hmm. anything radically changes. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if I got... History, history divus interruptus again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's happened twice on the run of the show already. If you want to pull that up on screen, I just did some quick Googling real quick. Those are what appear to be nine millimeter blank rounds, if I had to take a guess, right? It pretty much right. It looks like a nine millimeter cartridge to me. If you okay. want to. I'll, I, I'm getting it there. There we go. It's there. Take take a look at the the top of that where the where the bullet portion would be, right? Mm -hmm. That that star thing, that yeah. star that crimping pattern. Yeah. That's how you tell it's a blank, right? Every blank has that like crimp thing at the top there, but not everybody knows that, right? Like if you look at that and you compare that to a hollow point round, which I'll pull up a. I'll pull up what a hollow point. Oh, now you have standards. I will pull up what a hollow point round looks like, right? Yeah, I have some. Not many, but some. I also have practices. Here, you can put that up. Oh, come on. Copy image address. There we go. Now put that on screen. Okay. That's a nine millimeter hollow point round, right? And hollow points are considerably more dangerous than a standard oh, round. Oh, hey. By the way. Oh, hey, the point. It looks hollow. Hey, this is appropriately named. Hey, there's some people that don't have the visual here. So, you know, it's Fair really enough. like a. Yeah. Well, got the outer but, side of the bullet, but instead of the point, no, it's like. A perfect oh. representation. If you were looking at Mercedes, my my point, Mercedes my, I, my the, the the folks that I, I I'm not saying this to shortchange the argument. I'm just saying that you know for those of us for those of the uh, for those of us viewers who are listening rather than viewing Google. I found these it, images in 30 seconds by googling. You, yeah, you can it, come to the same conclusion that I have, right? Right. And but if, if you, you look, look at the two, if you look at the two images side by side, they're not that dissimilar from each other. Now, perfect reference: Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, the roof. For the blanks, 
Imagine a similar formation to when the roof is closed. For the hollow points, imagine for when it's open, when you're looking at the top. That's what the top of these bullets look like. Or sort of like a pressurized dome that's been depressurized. Well, and the reason oh, that why, comes down in the middle. Yeah, and the reason why I say Mercedes-Benz Stadium is because the roof opens up like that camera lens. You get that similar pattern. More about Atlanta sports on other podcasts on the W2M network. But my point is, if you don't know about firearms, you would not be able to distinguish. I didn't one of those until you guys said it. One what? of those won't do a thing except cause a loud bang, right? The other one, highly lethal. Because hollow point rounds fragment when they hit their target. They're intended to do more damage. Hollow point rounds don't... It's why a lot of police departments use hollow point ammunition. Because it doesn't typically create through and through wounds, right? It's designed to hit the target, fragment inside the target, and prevent it from going through and hitting something behind the target. But by doing so, they're typically a lot more lethal. Oh, shit. What? Other breaking news not related. I'll explain after. I'm not surprised, but holy shit. Tonight's just one of those nights? Apparently. This has been one of those weeks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think the armor is, out of everybody in, in this situation, I think the armor is first and foremost the, the most responsible person uh, and the one who has contributed the most to the the unfortunate tragedy that has happened here right mm -hmm. and i think if anybody faces any sort of serious repercussion from this i think it's the armorer does alec oh, baldwin yeah. get out of this unscathed oh no not by no. a long shot if no. anything his reputation that has been kind of hanging on by a thread i think it's gone Right. Like in the context of media, I wouldn't be surprised if ABC looks for a new host because Match Game has been doing well enough in the ratings that I don't think ABC wants to cancel it. Right. I think they try to get a new host. It's easy. Swinging this about swinging this back around to game shows a little bit. It's either they get a new host or they at least temporarily see. All right. There's other pilots and stuff going on in the works. Could we potentially snatch one temporarily or have something just in case? Yeah. Or possibly they start like, okay, what? Is, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's look at these pilots that we've gotten. That Let's look at this stuff that we've said no to because we already have match game. And they go back to the drawing board, and now they're picking up pilots for stuff that they didn't want to before because now they possibly have a gap in their schedule to fill yep. that they want to keep with the game show, right? Right. Keeping with the theme of the summer of fun and games. And that's why, again, these next three months, how things shake down, ABC is going to keep a huge close eye on because it's like a close, okay. a close CBS eye on it. No, I don't deserve one for that. I admit it. But, but hey, actually, ABC that's what I would have given one, one for. for. ABC has gone very deep into that Fremantle library. They could very easily go back deep into that library and pull out some other ancient gem. But the only real comment that I have left to wrap this up from my perspective and input into this whole situation. I just found this quote from the. Uh, on, let me make sure I get the source right on this. Yeah, and as American Cinematographer Magazine, their website. This is from an article, July eighteenth, twenty nineteen, just generally attributed to their staff. Here's the quote: "I never forget that if an actor makes a mistake, they get another take. But if a weapons handler makes a mistake," It'll make headlines in the morning. In this case, we got both. 
Yep. Absolutely. Last part is my own addition. Well, I mean, absolutely. And the only other reason why they go with those gems and it's kind of a coin flip, if you find something, again, you've only got a couple of months to have it ready, go, and be the air. Doable, but it's a hell of a pinch. There may also be a failed pilot out there that maybe didn't fail by a large margin that they might want to tweak. I mean, we get a lot of game show news from various sources. Shout outs to Buzzer Blog, where we get half our stuff from usually when it comes to breaking news. Those folks do a great job also. They do. But so much goes on in Hollywood and such. You can't track it all. No, you can't. And that's why I say, if they're looking, I would think they're looking now. They're activating plan B, plan C, plan D, whatever they need in case this indeed goes south. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% correct. I think that they've got to be looking for the backup plan right now, just in case this doesn't, you know, go right. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's, it's definitely a a very unfortunate tragedy. Obviously. Oh, of course. It shouldn't have happened. No, Um, this was something that was completely avoidable. Yeah. And, and I think that at the end of the day, I think the armor is the one that's responsible here because it was the armor's job first and foremost to, you know, render the firearms, um, for lack of a better term, safe to fire, right? Like make Render sure them proper... safe to fire, do the proper testing, check. There's a lot of things. And for someone like that, I don't think she specifically should have been the armorer at all. Now, if it was some sort of, like, apprentice thing with someone who was more experienced, I would have been fine with that. Completely. From from what I remember reading, and I'm going to do, let me do a quick Google search real quick here as well. Said article also has a section titled, Experience Matters. Ooh, excuse me. Um, Okay, we'll excuse you. That was a burp. I don't know if it came through on the... uh, Kind of, sort of. Apparently, she was the... I believe she's the son... Uh, or Wow, excuse me. The daughter <laughs> of a famous <laughs> movie armor. Hey, these are, these are interesting times we live in. That actually could have been appropriate. Uh, I mean, I get it, but... That unlikely, but yeah, wow, wow. So, uh, I guess we'll just stay tuned and see if uh, ABC has a blank to fill in on their schedule. No, I don't deserve one for that one. Anyways, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Jesse. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at JTN2002. And if you're a close personal friend, I'll get you the Facebook information. I think we're time for that time, yes? Just about. I know Brian mentioned he's looking up one oh, last thing. That's, that's right. There's other news. Oh, we forgot. told me that the dare was taken. by a certain other show on W2M Network that covers movies. Indeed. For those of you, and as a matter of fact, they might still be going on if you're looking at Mark Radulich's Facebook page, Radulich in Broadcasting, we have reached out to them, specifically me, being in W2M leadership. I'm like, hey, Mark, you know we have life is like a game show. You know we got these things going on. I know you do, damn you, Hollywood. There's a movie that came out in 1994. 
by the name of Quiz Show. Have you heard of it? He said, yes. Brief conversation. A review is in the works. And he steps out on that note. Where can people find you in the social media spectrum? Um, here on W2M Network. I accidentally hit the refresh button. Uh, um, yeah, no, sorry. I'm so apparently I thought I read it somewhere. I can't, I can't confirm it right now. I don't want to spend too much time, but I did find something interesting. Apparently the armor's landlord, she, she's somewhat local to Arizona. Uh, or she's in Arizona. I guess she's kind of call that a little bit local, right? Um, maybe sort of ish ish. Um, apparently the, the art or her uh, landlady, uh, is kicking her out. Issues on top of issues on top of issues. Yeah. I get we've all got stuff going on, but when it comes time to focus on a very important job, yeah, focus on a very important job. Yeah. Oh, my society and mob is literally coming for you. <laughs> Black suits and all. But no, uh, folks can find me here uh, on the W2M Network. Uh, Life is like a game show, which is this show. I don't know why I'm plugging us. Um, maybe because I want to plug us, you know? Uh, no, you can also Look, find if me anybody's doing anything with those kind of plugs around here, okay? Again, you seek permission for stuff like that. You got to be very careful, very gentle. Hey, the only plugs you're usually going to hear uh, going to have me dealing with are A and B type electrical. So, yeah, I could be found hosting the League <laughs> to the Max podcast or whatever here on W2M Network. You can also find me on Twitter at The Andesian. Um, please don't send me your hate tweets, um, but I will take tweet mail, uh, not to be confused with Craig Ferguson. Um don't don't try to go and hustle people. Come on now. Uh, and go ahead, you earned that one. Go ahead, you earned it. Sometimes you gotta review that show, though. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and end it here because if I don't, I'm liable to throw bottles and strangle people. But, but, there's one more thing that we do have to talk about that we nearly forgot to mention. The day that we initially recorded this, even though we're past midnight on the East Coast, it was a very solemn and unfortunately somber day in the game show world as October 28th. 2003, we lost one of the great icons, the man with the voice, the dulcet tones, with the suits, an incredible budget, well used. But if you were growing up like when we did, he was the first voice you heard at 11 a.m. Eastern on your cross or CBS stations. The gold standard in game show announcers. Mr. Rod Roddy, may you continue to rest in peace, good sir. We still miss you. And on that note, you can find me on Twitter at Squid Sports Head. You can find me, Dr. Manhattan on Leagues to the Max or whatever. Soccer to the Max, where we're going to have big news to cover Sunday night. The kickoff with Harry. Hopefully, he will be back from his assignment. We're scheduled to go tomorrow night. Stay tuned for that when we got other big news to cover. And I'm going to have even more big news to try to cover and decipher personally off the air. But 
and especially for Ron, I'm not going to mention all the big spiel, but if you slide in my DMs on Twitter, you know what to do. And also with the show Twitter, if you happen to be viewing us there, thank you very much. At W2M Lilags, L-I-L-A-G-S. And since I am closing this show, I'm not going to tell you to have, wait, what? Wait, 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 no, no. Have your armorers who can't be there at the filming spade and neutered. By the way, also check out the show Twitter after next week because you, if you spot it and respond in time, have a chance to vote on what game show we review next after the second part of the 21 Deep Dive. Now you may close out the show. Well, you have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network. You can find us online at W2M Net. <laughs> I can't. God damn it. <laughs> I was crossing my fingers rooted for you. I was crossing my fingers. I couldn't, I couldn't. I can't do it when you're sitting there crossing your fingers. Like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. No, don't not fuck don't, up. No, not don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. It's like you can do it. You can do it. Come on. Uh, I got you. <laughs> yes, yeah, this has been a presentation of Life Is Like a Game Show here on the W2M Network. You can find us online on your favorites podcast platform of choice wow i'm under pressure now we've got google spotify spreaker stitcher podbean Castbox. Oh, i can't remember them all apple pods i said google, that google pods iHeartRadio. radio i forgot the iHeartRadio. radio <laughs> Hey, was, guess what? Spotify is here. <laughs> and if you are, if you if you wish to uh, consume us visually, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. At YouTube W2M Network, please subscribe. We got more bigger plans now that we got a little something extra in the books. Excuse me. Uh, Facebook, W2M Network, twitch.tv slash W2M Net. Be sure to follow us there. We're really working hard so we can get big things when we get that affiliate status. <sighs> yeah, folks, sometimes, sometimes life really is like a game show. I've, we'll see you next week. I have one more thing to say to close out the episode, right? Oh no, you did this last week, John. Mr. Oh, I can't end it in 45 minutes. So don't you sit there and throw it out. Seven, we're good. I, I got I just got one one last thing to say, right? Harry Broadhurst will not be seen tonight. We hope you enjoyed this W2M Net feature presentation. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>